Just because something has been cut and discarded doesn't mean it should just be ignored and dismissed. If you want an example of this, then just take a look at the male foreskin. That gets cut off all the time and everyone appears to be just fine with it. And that's not just a recent thing, it's been happening for millennia. Greetings and welcome to Checkpoint Gaming Gaslands. With this episode, it will be covering the content that was cut from the game when it transitioned from its first iteration to its second. With the first iteration, we refer to it simply as a blue book, given the fact that when it was initially published, Osprey Games went with a blue cover, which is standard for the company. As the game grew and developed, a series of expansions were released that introduced new elements to the game. Eventually, the blue book and the expansions were combined into a single rule set known as Gaslands Refueled. But when the game transitioned from its blue book iteration into Refueled, most of the content got transferred. However, some of the content did get cut. With this content, it consisted of weapons, upgrades, vehicle specific rules, and vehicle perks, and can be found in the TX2 and TX3 expansions of the game. Although these elements are no longer considered valid within the current iteration of the game, we still decided to share that information with you for your own personal enjoyment as well as make you aware of the information that was removed. We also share it with you as a means of bringing said information to the larger community of players and see if they can figure out a way to make it work with the current incarnation of the game as of the writing of this episode. This can include the tweaking of the rules of the cut content so that they can no longer be seen as being broken and fit back into the game as valid elements. We also included some possible ideas here as a means of providing some possible patches. So with that said, let's take a look at this content. First, let's take a look at the weapons. With the homing missile, it has a specialty rule when it comes to range, 6 dice 6 attack dice, and the following special rules. Blast, heat-seeking, and highly explosive. It also comes with 3 ammo. When purchased, they take up 2 belt slots and at the cost of 8 cans. With heat-seeking, it allows this weapon to target any vehicle that is in play. After assigning crew, spending an ammo token, and declaring a target, roll 1 die 6. If the result is over the target vehicle's current gear, the target is considered to be in range as line of sight and does not benefit from cover, Roll to hit as normal. With the Hypno Ray, it has the range of double, 3 dice 6 attack dice, and the following special rules electrical and mind control. It also comes with one ammo. When purchased, it will take up one slot and at the cost of two cans. And since it is an electrical weapon, it is only available to Michigan sponsored teams. Even though that isn't explicitly stated in the expansion itself, it is a natural conclusion to reach given all of the other rules that have been put into place. With Mind Control, if it scores one or more uncancelled hits on the target, instead of delivering damage, the attacking vehicle's controller can select and place the maneuver template for the target vehicle the next time the target vehicle activates instead of its original controller. During the next activation, all templates are considered to be permitted and the selected maneuver is considered to be hazardous. With that description, it's understandable why it was dropped. It sounds way too powerful and can come across as a bit game-breaking. Can you imagine using this on a drag racer? Automatic Nitro Booster activation, selecting a template that will cause it to crash into other vehicles, 
those other vehicles being badly packed together and then it explodes if it gets wrecked. You can clear the field of enemy vehicles quite quickly. So yeah, maybe skip this weapon for the time being. With the rifle, it has the range of double 1x6 attack dice and the following special rules. Crew fired and specialist. When purchased, they take up no belt slots and at the cost of two cans. With the steel nets, this is an earlier iteration of what is found in Refueled. In this earlier iteration, it has the range of medium 1x6 attack dice and the following special rules. Crew fired, specialist, and entangled. When purchased, they take up no build slots and at the cost of one can. With Entangle, when this weapon hits, it will not cause any damage to occur, at least not directly. Instead, each uncancelled hit will add two hazards to the target vehicle. And if this causes the vehicle to wipe out, then that is when the damage will come into play. With his second iteration, the steel net has been altered in the following ways. First, its range was changed from medium to short. Second, its attack damage went from 1 to 3. And third, the special rules of Specialist and Entangled have been dropped. With gas grenades, it has the range of medium, 1x6 attack dice, and the following special rules. Crew fired, blitz, and choking gas. It also comes with 5 ammo. When purchased, they take up no slots and at the cost of one can. With the attack dice, due to the choking hazard special rule, it will not cause the target vehicle to take any damage. Instead, if the weapon scores one or more uncancelled hits on the target, reduce the target's crew value by one for each uncancelled hit to a minimum of zero. This will last until the end of the phase. Before moving on, let's take a look at the cut special rule of Specialist. With this special rule, it will prevent the vehicle from purchasing more than one weapon that is in possession of the special rule. So what this means is that if a vehicle has a rifle, then it cannot buy a second rifle nor can it buy a steel net. So even though it may be nice to have a bus filled with crew members that each fire their own rifle, only a single crew member will be allowed to use it. Think of the weapon with this special ability as requiring such a level of knowledge and experience it is limited to only a handful of individuals and it is unlikely that an entire crew will exist where each person will have that unique skill set. Second, let's take a look at the upgrades. With the ejector seat, it takes up no build slots and at the cost of one can. When the vehicle with this upgrade wrecks, then an in-play vehicle that is part of the same team as said vehicle will immediately gain all of its associated perks, ignoring any duplicates. With how this is written, yeah, it does come across as pretty powerful and can be seen as being unfair to the other players. It seems like some additional rules should have been added to help balance things out, such as the other vehicle found on its team having to be found within short range for it to gain the perks. Another option would be to have the number of perks decrease the further away the other vehicle is found. So at short range, all perks get transferred, ignoring any duplicates. At medium range, half of the perks get transferred, rounding down and ignoring any duplicates. At long range, only one perk gets transferred. Another rule could have been if there were any duplicate perks that were chosen by the player, they cancel each other out and that player will lose that perk altogether. There is also the troll option where if no friendly vehicles are within a certain range and only enemy vehicles are found, then the enemy vehicles will gain those perks. 
and if there are two to six enemy vehicles, then assign a numerical value to each enemy vehicle and have the resulting die roll determine which vehicle will get the perks. If there are seven or more enemy vehicles, then use two die six and so on. With cluster bomb, it takes up no built slots and at the cost of one can. When this vehicle makes a shooting attack with a mortar, it can choose to roll no attack dice. Instead of making this mortar attack, the player can choose to make a 2 die 6 explosion attack against every vehicle found within medium range of the target vehicle, including the target vehicle itself. The downside to this is that if the attacking vehicle is within medium range of the target vehicle, it too can receive this explosion attack since it is an area effect result. And with how it is written, it has the prerequisite of mortar, so the player will need to buy the mortar before they can buy this upgrade. With that said, having upgrades affect weapons instead of just the vehicle sounds like a good idea. Third, let's take a look at the vehicles. With the Jeep, it is classified as a metal weight vehicle with the following base values. 10 hull, 3 handling, a max gear of 5, 2 crew, 3 built slots, and no special rules. It also costs 15 cans to purchase. With the motorhome, it is classified as a middleweight vehicle with the following base values. 10 hull, 3 handling, a max gear of 4, 3 crew, 3 built slots, and the mobile garage special rule. It also costs 25 cans of purchase. It might have also been better to classify it as a heavyweight and thus have a higher can purchasing cost. With the APC, which stands for Armored Personnel Carrier, it is classified as a heavyweight vehicle with the following base values. 16 hull, 3 handling, a max gear of 4, 6 screw, 1 built slot, and the battle taxi and sardines special rules. It also costs 35 cans to purchase. Fourth, let's take a look at the vehicle perks. With mobile garage, if this vehicle starts its activation within medium range of one or more wrecks, then it can reduce its crew value by any number equal to the number of found wrecks until the end of the game in order to flip a single target wreck back over to being an active vehicle once again. With this recovered vehicle, it will gain one die six hull point of damage and one crew member for each crew. This vehicle was reduced by due to this effect up to the maximum of the recovered vehicle's starting hull and crew values. This seems like a pretty cool effect for it allows a player to essentially resurrect a vehicle. And though it isn't especially stated in the rules, it is assumed that this resurrected vehicle will be on the same team as the motorhome. The rules should have also said that the motorhome could not have its crew reduced to zero since at least one crew member would be needed to continue to operate the motorhome. The rule also leaves out the fact that crew reduction is permanent which makes sense since the crew transferred themselves over to the resurrected wreck. Because of this, the crew value of the motorhome should not be brought back to its original value. That's why we said that at least one crew member needed to stay with the motorhome. Another thing that should have been addressed was if crew members found on the resurrected vehicle would be allowed to return to the motor home. If this was allowed to occur, then it would make sense, at least to us, that this could only occur if the two vehicles were found within short range of each other. But doing that would seem too powerful for the motor home. And with the rules as they were originally written and excluding our editorialization here, recharging the motor home it doesn't seem too powerful for the game. That's why we understand why it was decided to be removed from the game. 
Nevertheless, we are interested in seeing how this vehicle could be reworked so that it could be brought back into the game. Maybe it could be reworked so that when it is resurrecting vehicles, it could only do so to vehicles that were found on its initial team and only be resurrected at half or a quarter of its original value. It could also have the special rule of Jalopy, where this resurrected vehicle is prone to breaking down in any given turn as determined by a die roll and its associated crew just being lost. With a result of 1, it just breaks down and returns to being a wreck. But with a result of 6, it explodes. With Battle Taxi, it gives any weapon that has the crew fired special rule, the blitz special rule as well when it is purchased for this vehicle. Although this seems interesting, it is understandable why it was cut from the game. This is because some of the crew fired weapons can be seen as more of specialty weapons that the average earthling probably wouldn't get a hold of after earth was bombed to an earlier age. Yes, a fair amount of technology still exists in this post-apocalyptic wasteland that we call a planet, but since society has suffered a cultural reset to some extent, a lot of what modern society provided and had available, at least in the developed parts of the world before the war, it will make sense that not everything would be as available now as it was before. So that's why we understand why this given vehicle perk was dropped. Finally, we have sardines, which limits the crew value of the vehicle to that of six. Basically speaking, what this perk did was to limit the number of crew members that APC had to 6, thus preventing the player from using the extra crew member upgrade to be used with this vehicle. This makes sense on a conceptual level, since the APC also possessed the Battle Taxi perk, allowing it to have the Blitz special rule for all of the crew-fired weapons. But since the APC was cut from the game, it also got rid of this given perk. Maybe what could be done is to have this perk be divorced from the APC and tampered with as a standalone perk or assigned to a different vehicle to see how it works without being connected with the APC. But we'll leave that up to the player base who wishes to play with this to see what they can come up with. So with that said, that is what you need to know regarding the cut content as it currently stands. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like. And if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpointgaming. See you in the next episode and happy gaming.